Thank you for tuning in to another live episode of the Your Best Lifestyles International Podcast, sponsored today by Hidden Fit Secrets by Derek Santiago. Do you not have time for meal prep? Do you struggle with not knowing what to eat? What if I told you he can teach you how to eat whatever you want while achieving your desired fitness results? Learn how to eat smarter and healthier through food awareness and change your food habits. Follow Derek right now on Instagram at Derek San Diego or visit his website at www.hiddenfitsecrets.co. That's www.hiddenfitsecrets.co for more information. That's Hidden Fit Secrets by Derek Santiago. Welcome back for another exciting episode of the Your Best Lifestyles International Podcast. I am your host, Terrence Hutchinson, located right here at the Old Robinson Public Relations and Media Group Studio in Atlanta, Georgia. Happy Friday. I hope you guys are doing well. hope you guys are doing great. I hope you guys are being abundantly successful in life. We thank you so much for tuning in. We thank you for all the calls and the emails suggesting that we get back online and redo our shows. You know, we took a hiatus because we were super busy and we had to put some things on hold. And the podcast was one of them, but now, you know, we're back. We're trying to push it back into the forefront of things. You know, we know that we are in 52 countries around around the world, and we are on all major streaming platforms, Pandora, Amazon Music, iHeart, um, Anchor, Spotify, Apple, Google, all over the place. So we thank you so much for the love for sharing the content in the past, for listening to us in the gym, in traffic, in your office, in cubicle, wherever you work, wherever you may be. We thank you so much for, you know, the positive feedback for the content to make sure that we are trying to deliver the best content that we possibly can deliver to deliver, excuse me, to help people just like you and around the world. So, you know, we're doing our part to contribute to to the global health, you know, and we want to do the best that we can to really maintain a sense of integrity to the public and bring great tips and strategies. We know these are uh, extremely hard times, especially with the recession, uh, COVID, monkeypox, you know, all these different things coming on. Uh, once again, that's putting a strain on people, especially in their finances, their financial health, as well as their physical, emotional, spiritual, and mental health as well. So we want to make sure that we're delivering great content that's going to help you maintain a healthier lifestyle. You're reducing your, your medical bills. You're reducing, you know, all the things that's causing you to slow down, you know, and, and a lot of a lot of it is in our head you know a lot of it you know we feel that we are we getting emotional about and we start to participate in emotional eating our emotional drinking our emotional uh, drug um, uh, uh, consumption you know and it gets crazy because these things really add up into you know increased hunger and sugars and hypertension and obesity and all this crazy stuff that can really possibly send you into a downward spiral in your health and your finances. So 
Uh, we're going to get right into it, man. You know, we want to say shout out to Diabetic Cuisine Spices, LLC, for really being a sponsor and really uh, uh, helping a lot of people around the country right now, you know, use the salt-free, all-natural ingredients, the herbs and spices and premium spices to really enhance their flavors and foods. And, you know, they're, tar- they're targeting the diabetics, but you don't, you don't have to be a diabetic to enjoy these spices, you know, whether you're, you're just a person that loves to cook, <laughs> you know, and you love great food, you want to enhance your food, these are all natural ingredients, it's a flavor game changer, and we love the response from the people, everybody who's been using them, whether you got them in the mail as a sample, maybe you purchase them from the website, we love that, so we, you know, we said thank you, Diabetic Cuisine Spices LLC for being a sponsor of your your um, your best lifestyles international podcast so it's a huge huge deal so you know we work it man and we want to really <clears throat> help people understand that you know you, you you have to take care of yourself because it's a at an alarming rate right now people are going to the hospitals, they go into the emergency rooms for heart attacks and strokes, clogged arteries, obesity, diabetes, hypertension, high cholesterol, all these different things. And we got to figure out why. We got to figure out about plans and ways to uh, educate people about prevention. A lot of, I mean, this is water underneath the bridge. I know that, but it seems like a lot of people are still not getting it. Um, or it could be trying to figure out why uh, what is causing it? You know, a lot of times it's it's a career. You can have your dream job. It can be a really busy career. Whether you're stressful, you're on the front lines. Maybe you're military. You're a nurse. You're a doctor. You're a police officer, fire fire officer. You know, lawyer. You know, construction. You know, uh, sports uh, athlete. You know, all these careers. Or maybe even just a nine to five executive, a fast food restaurant. A lot of these can. Uh, careers, depending on what you're performing on a daily basis, can really increase your cortisol, hormone, stress levels, and really um, come down and increase your risk of obesity and diabetes, heart attack, and stroke. So we want to make sure that people are paying attention to uh, what type of work they're doing, if they're stressed out. Because, you know, corporate America or a job, period. You know, it's one of the most volatile places that you can spend eight to ten hours. <laughs> be honest with you, depending on you know uh, where you work at, because you know it's just a lot of things. I've been in corporate America for years. It's a lot of things that can trigger stress. You know, maybe you're gonna have somebody, a coworker, trying to sabotage your contributions to the workplace. Maybe it's you know work overload or burnout. You know, with meetings and you know seminars, webinars. Maybe you're traveling a lot for work. You know, maybe you got a boss who's really a prick. You know, you know, it's, it's so many different things. And they, it can be personality clashes. You know, you can just be so many things that can trigger stress in the workplace. And you know, within that stress, you're going to try to feed that stress by, you know, snacks, junk food. Is a vending machine everywhere, <laughs> depending on where you are. Or maybe they have a cafeteria that may not be participating in a in a corporate wellness or weight loss program. So they just got fast foods down there. Or, you know, they may have, you know, a 
vegan version or something, vegetarian or whatever, but you know, you still got to understand, you got to ask the questions like, you know, what type of oils are you cooking? You know, how when last time you changed your oils? And you know, you have to ask questions, especially if you're diabetic, you got, you know, hypertension, you know, you want to ask the people, you know, certain questions to make sure that you're okay. And then also, you know, if that's not a problem, then, you know, we're going to get into some tips, you know, uh, uh, like food prep that you can really use. You know, there's so many different things. So right now, you know, uh, we won't get right into it. You know, we're talking about a few actual tips for weight loss that, that really works. You know, so many different uh, tips and gurus and everybody saying to do this and do that. You know, it's, it's, it's crazy. So we're just going to touch bases. Uh, a little bit on some of the things that have actually worked and you know and I, I try want to identify some things that most people may not find obvious like we know all obvious stuff exercise you know drink your water we know all that stuff we try to touch bases on some stuff that you may not know and that's the beauty about me bringing information like that so you know over the years you probably heard you know your fair share, you know, wacky weight loss advice, you know how it is, whether you think it's like simple, like drinking celery juice, uh, meal replacement shakes, weight loss, uh, pretzels, cookies, chips, you know, skinny chips, skinny wine, you know, you know, you heard it, <laughs> you heard it all, you know, and you know, oftentimes these tips are promoted for people who have no expertise whatsoever you know they find a product they find a brand they want to put it out skinny tea skinny popcorn not knocking these brands i get it's great marketing but you know a lot of times you have to pay attention to what you're listening to um what you're consuming uh, reading nutritional value of it don't just look for the you know the shiny packages and the fit person on a, on a container or a bag or whatever like that so you know, you know, there's tons of misguided weight loss advice out there that, that you should avoid. But how would you know? You know, you, you have to do your research. You have to deal with people or understand people who are educated in the space or who actually went through the whole process of weight loss or reversing a certain type of ailment themselves to give you some type of uh, uh, accurate pinpoint information that this is how to do it. This is how I do it. But everybody's different. Everybody's body is going to respond different. Everybody has their own DNA profile. I get it. I understand. But you can take away from everybody's different tips and challenges and create something that fits for you. Okay? So, you know, it's, it's tons of information out there. But, you you know, you want to make sure, you know, you get the legitimate research, research back and expert approved suggestions from people who are in the right space. Whether your personal goal, weight loss, or weight gain, or just want to reverse type 2 diabetes, or low, you know, the list goes on. So we just want to make sure that you pay attention and you do your research and you understand what, what's best for you and what's going to work for you and, and, and go from there, you know. So, I mean, once you once you find some tips, you know, like, say, like picking a time to exercise, once you find that tip, stick to it you know and it's just it's just that it's a study published in 2019 in the journal of obesity found that you know when you exercise consistently a certain time of day may help you really maintain weight loss 
So this is why some people get so upset when they can't work out when they have to work out or when they need to work out because their career and different challenges, they get upset. You gotta have a set time. Like me personally, every morning I'm doing five miles of walking. I'm not a runner, but I am a walker and I'm a brisk walk. I get out at the same time. I set a time for myself over the last 30 days because I've slipped a little bit. I said, okay, you know, over the last 30 days, I've been getting out every morning. I'm doing my stretching, drink my water, and I go out there on a fasting workout. And then I would do my five miles every day, you know, in the, in, in, in the area over here in the trails, you know, out of my subdivision. And I feel great. I feel amazing. You know, my waistline is shrinking, you know, I'm burning calories, you know, and, and I come back and I get into the gym and I do my routine with the resistance training. So pick a time. You know, you gotta you gotta remember that this established this study was published in 2019 by the journal obesity. Okay, so it's like <clears throat> that's what I'm saying. Like you want to recognize uh, certain publications and individuals and platforms that is going to get you the research-based information that's going to help you succeed. Okay, so hey, it's it's it's, it's just what it is. Okay, so just imagine it's like, okay, I'm going to get up at 7 o'clock in the morning. I don't ever get up early or I got to go to work. And you got to get up an hour earlier to make sure that you go get that walk in the subdivision. I don't care. Or the park, depending on what your situation is. You know, you got a dog, walk the dog. I see people, older people, senior people out there every day walking their dog. They're going around and getting it in. They see me, me, hell. We laugh and we joke and you know and then we keep it moving you know people are out there moving around it's very important when it comes down to weight loss and weight management you know so you want to make sure that you're getting out there and you are keeping the blood flowing okay so check this out so there's a lot of tons of devices out there man we're going to give you some you know like really get into it okay so <clears throat> you know there's a lot of evidence out there, you know, that can help you trim your waistline. So, internal medicine found that for people with type 2 diabetes, parents such counseling and counseling sessions will help you weight loss by using low-carb dieting uh, with a group of medical visits help them lose weight and then less in medication compared to a group that did not undergo counseling. Now, that's a win-win. Now, I love that because a lot of times people need accountability. People need counseling. People want to know, you know, uh, why it's not happening for them. Can we get some tips? You know, can we get some strategies? And, you know, I love the counseling thing as well because it helps you to unpack some things that you would not know is there or you may have forgotten about. And then those, when you unpack those challenges, guess what? It's going to unlock the possibilities of weight loss. You know, and that's this is the thing that you want to do. You want to have a great support group that's going to really help you, you know, to get to the next goal. Because guess what? Your life depends on that. I mean, it really does, man. You know, <laughs> it really does, man. You know what I'm saying? Your mindset can matter too when it comes down to weight loss. Like if you don't have the right mindset when it comes down to weight loss, guess what? You're not going to do it. You're not going to complete the exercise. You're not going to push through it, whether you hire me or you hire any type of trainer. If you don't have the right mindset of weight loss, if you don't have the the, 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 the visualization, you don't have the tenacity, you don't have the, the energy to go through it, it's just 
not going to happen. It's not going to work. You would have to change your mindset and don't wait for something dramatic to happen to you. So, okay, I got to start exercising. No, you need to get out there right now. You know, because what I'm seeing right now, you want to take care of your health because you don't want to be in a hospital setting because complications of this or that or something happened, you know, because you can be sitting in the emergency room and they don't, they don't even know you're there. You know, I just, my, I just got the phone call. My, my, you know, my sister-in-law, she had some issues. She had to go to the emergency room. And she was sitting there for like six hours before they called. And guess what? Her doctor didn't even send over the, the, the thing yet, the paperwork yet. So I'm like, man, this is, this is crazy. So, and then I got a, uh, people are busy. They're busy over there. And they, I think sometimes they're super fatiguing. And, they, and they, you know, they, they're making mistakes or... Like you're getting your paperwork getting shuffled around. That's what I think. I got another client who's trying to get a new primary physician, and you know she can't get a doctor's. And this was two weeks ago. She can't get a doctor's appointment until October. And I had to ask myself the question, like, wow, why, why can't you find a doctor, a new doctor? And I and I came up with a couple of reasons because so many people have moved here to Atlanta and there's not enough doctors. So they may not be taking new patients because they got a lot of patients, which is good business for them. However, but if you need a new doctor, guess what? You may not get it. Or maybe a lot of people just sick or hurt or injured, you know, and they need a doctor because, you know, we're getting older now. Things can be, you know, slowing down, falling apart. So, you know, you got a lot of patients. You know, so it's a number of reasons, man. So, you know, let's get into these major tips that I, I brought out, you know. And um, number one, if you're trying different things, you got to find out what does not work. Okay, if it doesn't work and it hasn't been working a long time, you need to delete it. <laughs> be honest with you. You need to delete it. It's as simple as that. Why keep doing the same thing that, that does not work? You got to eliminate the pauses in your plan. You know, you got to you got to eliminate that. Just just just, just be clear, okay? Endless dieting, it doesn't work. There's tons of different diets out there. We all know. You may lose a few pounds. Down the line, guess what? You'll gain that weight right back. You're not careful. So focus on whole foods. Don't focus on all the special dieting and the liquids and you know. You know the you know the yo-yo diet. Okay, you can't do that. It may work for you for a little while. Other than that, it's not. You know whether you're a man or woman. Okay, if you're obese, taking a two-week diet break. <laughs> may have, you know, aided in your weight loss, but at the end of the day, when you come back, it's going to be a problem, alright, so make sure you follow, follow these tips and find yourself, you know, shedding the pounds and discovering, you know, a whole other tips and, you know, right in the process, okay, man, so, you know, I want to say this right quick, we, in Western society, Americans, Everything has to be fast-paced, especially with our food. You get 30 minutes for lunch, or we get an hour for lunch, depending on where you work, depending on who you are. 
So now you got to rush and eat so you can get back. One of my clients, she got to eat do her lunch. She got to eat through uh, during her lunch break. She take a lunch break and she got to do sit in a seminar or watch a Zoom presentation while she eats. That is not the best thing to do. So we rushing, we're chewing that food quick, and we you know we're not taking time to uh, count our bites, which is very important. Like you go, people in France they take time and they eat their food. They, they get the saliva in there, they get the nutrients, they break it down, they get the bile, you know, and they swallow. They, you know, they count their chews 28, 30 times off one bite, enjoy your meal, eat slowly, and then you swallow. Over here, we don't do that. A lot of people, we just scarf it down because we're in a rush and we're eating in a chaotic state. And guess what? The body does. Your body's not going to really process the nutrients of that food if you're stressed, okay? So... You know, choose your foods, you know, and eat them slowly. You know, taste every bite, every morsel going into your mouth. You know, and and really chew deliberately. <laughs> you know, take your time and enjoy it. Chew slowly, you know, and then swallow. When you chew the foods up, just swallow and then repeat. That's all you have to do, you know what I'm saying, and after a while, you're going to start enjoying these foods more, and also get a, a huge uh, case of satiety, you know, like you're feeling satisfied from that meal, you ever go out to eat, and you just take your time, and, and um, this is, oh man, the food is so great, okay, so make sure that you do that, the second tip I want to talk about is, is really enjoying the food that you eat. Love the foods that's going to love you back. I can't say that more. <laughs> People, if you know you suffer from um, IBS or indigestion, or, you know, these different things that, you know, and then you keep eating the foods because you have these food cravings and now you got to pop a pill to, to, you know, to help with the pain. These are the foods that you can't enjoy. You can't enjoy them because guess what? They're going, you know, they're going to hurt you. So love the food that you're gonna, you know, that that's gonna love you back, and you know this is real. Like stop eating foods that you know is gonna, you know, really mess you up, man. I don't know why people say, you know, oh my God, I've been craving spaghetti, but I can't have the tomato sauce because it's as, you know, it's acidity, the acidity in it, you know. And then you go get it anyway to satisfy the food craving, and now you gotta pop a purple pill. It's ridiculous, okay? Now, if you're a diabetic, certain things you cannot eat. And then certain things, you know, you can have small portions of. you got to really be um, strategic on how you eat it. But when you do have the right food choices, guess what? Enjoy the food that you eat, okay? That's the second one. You know, it's a big thing, man. You know, it's just like, like me, I love to try new fruits and vegetables. You know, I like to prepare them in new dishes, a variety of flavors. I used to, I, you know, I love using my herbs and spices to elevate flavor, flavors. You know, it's, it's important that you enjoy your food. You have to make foods fun again, you know. And it's like, you got to make sure that you, that you do it. Whether it's steamed vegetables, roasted vegetables, grilled vegetables, however you, where you want to enjoy your food, you got to enjoy your food. You got to have a, 
a real good relationship with food, you know, that's that's important, man. You know, it's it's no it's no reason that your relationship with food can't be pleasurable. Okay? Let's put it like that, man. Okay, let's get into the third one because we're going right on. We got a little bit of time. You know, this this you know, uh, when it comes down to weight loss, okay, here it, I can I tell people with time. I know it's time consuming, like keeping a daily food journal. Like I used to do that. I used to write down this is what I ate. When I when I got out of ICU, out of the hospital, you know, they was telling me, you know, keep a food journal, write things down. I got tired of that. I got bored. It was it was just repetitious to me. I, I hated it. Um, now sometimes, you know, I keep a mental food journal or I take pictures of it, you know, and I have fun with it. You know, I post it on. Social media, and then I can go back and say, "Oh, you know, this is what I had. This is, you know, that stuff like that." It makes all the, uh, you know, makes all the difference in the world. So our eating habits are sometimes connected to our emotions. We already know that. We talk about, you know, whether you what type of career you're doing. Like you're stressed out, and then next minute you know you just start to activate the fat hormones or the fat cells, and now you got food cravings, and you want pizza, you want wings, you want. You know, burgers and fries, if you help satisfy the stress, you know what I'm saying? A lot of people, they use food to really cope with stress, like we all know that. But this is not going to be something for you to really uh, increase your your your, uh, your levels of weight loss. You know, we want to make sure that you stay on top of that. So making sure that you control your emotions for one, and also uh, keep, a, a, keep a daily uh, food journal, a gratitude journal bowl. You know about why you are consuming this so okay so make sure that you're paying attention to your stress levels so you're not you know over stressing out and then not having gratitude for everything that's going on because stress man stress definitely will activate those food cravings and fat cells and next me you know <laughs> you know you, you, you're going crazy so i want to i want to touch on something that uh most people know, but most people neglect. It's like getting enough sleep. And I'm not saying sleep half the day. I'm not saying you got that saying that you have to sleep eight hours per day. Like I don't even sleep eight hours a day. I probably I need like five hours max. And sometimes even then I'm I'm pushing it. But if I can get six hours, that's good. But uh, my alarm and my mental alarm is already wired to go off by 4 a.m. You know and I don't know why, but that's what it is. And then I would snooze, and then I'm like, okay, I'm up now, probably about 5, 5.30, I'm up. And guess what? It's time to get to work. I can't I can't lay there. I can't just not be doing anything. I'm up, so I need to get up. I need to stretch. I need to meditate. I need to pray. But, you know, getting enough sleep, because when you don't get enough sleep, it really increases your hunger hormone hormones. Ghrelin, which decreases your satisfaction, right? Um, <clears throat> excuse me, it decreases your satisfaction hormone. That thing which is contribute to weight gains, okay? So you want to make sure that, you know, you're not sleep deprived, you know, and you can crave, once you sleep deprived, you're going to be craving more salty and sweet foods. That's just what it is, man. You know, so you got to make sure that you get that. You got to stay on top of your sleep. Now I know what COVID was going on, everybody was Netflixing and chilling. <laughs> I know. Because guess what? It was laid off or you was 
you know, at home, you couldn't come outside, so your sleeping patterns was changed. Some people would sleep half the midday, you know, because they're up all night watching Netflix, or they working, they're trying to do something, they become very sleep deprived. You know, so when they get up, you know, they're going to eat a huge breakfast or they're going to get um, salty and sweet foods. And we already know that's what it is. And then with the cost, uh, not back then the cost was okay, but, you know, people were buying a lot of sweet and um, salty foods that really satisfied their stress stress levels. They were stress eating, you know, and a lot of those things are inexpensive. So they, you know, they was getting foods that they can stress a stretch out in their home, you know, like pastas and rice and cookies and chips. You know, the price of chips and pretzels went up by 47%. The price of cookies, you know, went up by 45% according to the Bloomberg report. And this was 2020, you know, so it was a lot of things that was going on because people was not getting a lot of sleep and they were craving a lot of, you know, a lot of sweet foods. You know, so anytime you feel more intense hunger, your cravings are higher energy or, or higher calorie, foods intensify. You know, so when those type of things intensify, you're already going to have, a, you know, a whole lot of issues going on, man, as far as your weight loss. You know what I'm saying? So you got to remember now, you know, you got to think and process your emotions and how it's going to affect you you know, and uh, your adequate sleep. You got to make sure that you do that. So you got to make sure that you're getting enough sleep, understanding why you're not getting enough sleep. Maybe it's depression, maybe uh, adult ADHD, maybe anxiety, you worry about bills, you're worrying about what you're going to do next, all these things can really affect your sleep and increase your hunger, hunger hormones as well. Okay, let's get into it. Alright, don't skip meals. This is one that I, I think that, you know, it's a huge thing. Like, your body's ultimate goal is to stay alive. And as soon as we begin kept from the calories, which is literally the life energy of our bodies, <laughs> your body's going to do everything it can do to survive. So basically, what I'm trying to tell you in a nutshell, like when you skip meals, just to say breakfast is the most important meal of the day, that's what they say, right? So, when you consume a nice breakfast, you control your hunger hormones up to 15 hours. Now, some people, they don't know how many, how many calories they should be consuming during breakfast time. Some people, they go through certain restaurants they get the big breakfast, they get the muffins, they get the pancakes, they get whatever it is, and then they go to their corporate job, and they sit there, and they eat their breakfast, so now you're not burning that breakfast, you're just sitting there, that, you know, your body's going to store those sugars, and, you know, carbs, and everything like that, in that, in that fat closet, so you want to make sure that you don't skip breakfast, now, another reason why people say, Terrence, I'm not a breakfast person, and I'm like, well, when was the last time you ate the day before? What was your cutoff time? Some people, you know, like I said in the last one with the sleep, they're up late at night, eating late, watching Netflix and chill, mindlessly eating, increasing their calories. Maybe they got a glass of wine or beer or whatever. Now you got definitely increasing your calories. And guess what? By the time you wake up in the morning, 
You're not hungry because your body is still processing the meals from late last night. Maybe you got leftovers, you got too much protein, you got, you know, chicken, you got pasta, you know. Like, hey, you hungry, man. Watching TV late at night and watching and eating food in front of TVs. While you're watching TV, it's going to cause you to overeat. Okay, so when you wake up in the morning, guess what? You're going to skip breakfast. So I, I say early morning breakfast, you know, don't try to skip their breakfast. But if you are a person who's skipping breakfast, then make sure, you know, that you're drinking your water. Or you're going to get a, a quick a.m. snack, you know, um, if, before lunchtime. So a.m. snack, you want to make sure that your sugar is not going into a hypoglycemic episode. So you want to make sure you have some nuts, you know, fresh fruit, anything like that. They help regulate your sugars because... You don't want your sugar to drop. Now you're going to work all crampy because guess what? You skip you skip a, skip your breakfast. Now one thing I like to say about breakfast, the pen you got to figure out like if you're sitting at a desk, you should be eating around 550 calories tops because you're not going to be burning. You're not doing anything explosive. You're not doing construction. You're not playing sports. You're not you know you're not roofing. You're not <laughs> if you're a trucker. You don't need to be eating a big breakfast. You need to keep your breakfast light. And every two to four hours after that, you need to have a simple snack, right? 100 to 300 calories. That's your snack. Two to four hours of that, depending on your schedule. Then you have a sensible lunch. Okay? That's how you do it. Don't skip meals. Most people, they do the, the, the intimate fasting. You know, it depends on what you like. Me, I'm not a huge fan of those fastings. When I fast, I'm praying and fasting. I'm not, you know, I'm not doing all that stuff like that because you got a tendency of overeating uh, when you remember to eat, and that's where the problem come in there too. You get into these fasting diets, and then when it's time for you to eat, guess what you're gonna do? You're so hungry, you may overeat. And that's a fact. You ever had that ever happened to you guys before? <laughs> no, it happened to me. Alright, so you want to make sure you do that. So you want to make sure that you know you 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 know you're really controlling those cravings. And and, and and keep snacks with you all the time. Whether you out, have snacks with you in the car, bottle water in the car. If you have to go across town to a restaurant, I mean to a meeting, and you haven't eaten, you know, hey, you know. We need to eat. You need to figure out ahead of time what area you're going to be in, what particular restaurants are in that area, and then go to that area, go to that restaurant that you know that's going to have the best quality foods that fit your overall weight loss goals. Okay, so if you know if you want a vegan place, or you want a vegetarian place, or you want some fish, you know, those are the restaurants you need to go. But you can't say, oh my God, this is a fast food restaurant we haven't eaten because I'm doing all these meetings and meeting with clients and, you know, I'm trying to get my bag and guess what? When you remember to eat, when that adrenaline drop, <laughs> man, listen, you're going to be looking at for everything like we said earlier, sweet and sugary, maybe even processed and fast. So you want to make sure that you're paying attention to that, man. I'm just trying to tell you, you know, Eat every four hours. That's this period. Small meals, not big meals. Like I said, two to four hours, have a snack, 
depending on your 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 you know your constitution, your you know your dietary needs, your dietary restrictions. You know if you're diabetic, hypertension. You know everybody's different. So, but you gotta have a plan. You can't skip a meal. And that's why I be trying to tell people who suffer from diabetes. I ask them, why are you skipping meals? Some people say, oh, because I'm not hungry. Well, eat anyway. Just a handful of pistachios, some walnuts, piece of fruit. Don't force it, but get something anyway. Because when you get distracted as a diabetic, guess what? You're not thinking about food. And then when it's time for you to eat, guess what? You're eating crap. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I see it so many times before, man. Don't get distracted. I'm trying to tell you, man. You know, check this out. Another one is this. Always organize your plate. Reorganize your plate. I'm trying to tell you, most people, they just pack it on, bro. Pack, 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 pack. The average plate in the household today is between 8 to 9 inches. Ground plate. That can hold around 1,800 calories just on the plate. Now, if you're skipping meals... You trying to lose weight and you're doing special dieting, all of them. You remember to eat, and it's you at a buffet or you at a party or wherever you may be. Guess what? You're gonna pile that plate. So you gotta make sure half your plate of vegetables, a quarter of your plate should be whole grains, and a quarter of your plate should be lean protein. So basically, if you look at the palm in your hand, the palm in your hand should be the size of the protein. Four to five ounces, depending on you, right? Two palms of veggies, half a palm of carbs. That's how you. That's how you look at it. You know, you got to portion control everything out when you're trying to see a difference. You know, and just because you're eating corn and peas, these are starchy vegetables. So they're going to go in the green category, right? So you got to pick and choose what's, the, what's going to be the best vegetables for you. Now, ain't nothing wrong too much, but I love potatoes. I love any type of potato. But I know I can't have french fries all the time. I can't have mashed potatoes all the time. White mashed potatoes or white french fries, I mean. Right? But I can do sweet potato. I can do red beet potatoes. You know, because they won't spike as much, but I still got to remember, you know, they're, they're still starchy. You understand? So reorganize your plate. Take time to figure it out, man. You know, if you don't, you're going to have a problem as far as weight loss. You know, and I, also another tip I want to say, because we get to the, to the hour mark, is start where you are and, and, and really do what you can do. Most people, they want to jump right into it because their friend Sally did it or their friend John did it. That's not the thing for you. You can't really, you, you can't really overhaul your entire life by starting immediately. Access where you are and color and then figure out where you'd like to be in the future. I'm going to say that one more time. Access where you are currently and then figure out where you want to be in the future. You've got to have a plan. Just don't jump in. 
just don't jump in. Makes a big deal in the world. Set up a goal higher than the norm and strive for that. I can't say that enough. Set up a goal higher than the norm and then strive for that. Work your way up to 10,000 steps a day. If you can't do nothing else, you better walk. That's all you can do is walk. You don't have to do all the fancy social media exercises you be seeing everybody doing. <laughs> if it ain't for you, it ain't for you. You may have some chronic pain. You may have rheumatoid arthritis. You may be obese. You may have MS. You may be handicapped. You may be disabled. You might be coming out of physical therapy. You might just have a stroke, a brain injury, whatever it is. You got to stop where you are and work from there. Be honest with you, man. Because if you don't, then you're going to increase yourself for more risk. And then, guess what? Weight loss is going to be, you know, non-existent at that point. Alright? So, stop where you are and do what you can do. Okay? See, my steps are pretty much not your basic steps that somebody might be thinking about. Oh, yeah, drink water, eat right, all that stuff like that. Now, we got to look at different ways that could be sabotaging, you know, uh, your weight loss journey. Okay, I like this one that I wrote, I thought about it. <laughs> Throw your scale way underneath the bed, I put it in the closet. Just sometimes it's just useless. Most people get so upset when they can get on the scale and doesn't see the scale go down the way they want it to go down. It freaks freak them out. Everybody is different. You can't worry about the numbers on the scale all the time. You worry about the you know the numbers, the inches that you're coming off. People are always concerned about the scale or the scale. You know, this and the numbers ain't going down, and you know, sometimes it can be hormonal changes, especially for women, be menopausal, be weight gain, you know, it'd be a whole lot of things going on. Same thing with men, can't focus on the scale all the time, gotta focus on inches. You know, the scale ain't always, you know, it's not always useful, like I said, you know, it's, it's, it's just truly not the only thing that matters. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you can take regular photos before and after. You know, you can see your process and progress in that. You know, measurements. You know, it's a whole lot of things that you do, like I just said. You know, and, and, and keep a list of your non-scale victories. <laughs> I'm just be t- I'm trying to tell you. Get you a measuring tape, a skinfold um, device, and measure yourself. Take pictures every 30 days. You know, but when you do try to weigh yourself, weigh yourself with this Hollywood, no clothes on, no shoes on, you know the rules. But you have to look beyond the scale. And this is the thing that I really think that derails a lot of people because every morning they wake up, guess what? They want to jump on the scale. And then as soon as the scale don't reflect something that they're looking to reflect, <laughs> oh boy. It's going to be a problem. So, you know, man, look, 
you got to keep things in perspective, you know, and keep in mind all the all your positive changes, and, you know, and this is going to help overall with your lifestyle, with your health and lifestyle. So you got to make sure that you do that, <clears throat> you know. Okay, so basically, we're getting into it, and it's like one of one of my uh, my clients asked me. They don't have time to get into meal planning. This is another thing that potentially can sabotage people. Like, you gotta have a plan. You know, meal planning is one of the top tips for staying healthy and eating well. You just can't be eating mindlessly when you're on this weight loss journey. You know, you can't. (laughs) You're gonna fail all the time. You just can't do it. So you gotta have a meal plan. You know, you want to make sure that you just, like, for me, I like to do, like, 10 or less ingredients, 20 minutes, uh, 10, 5 minutes prep time, 20, 30 minutes cook time. I'm eating. I don't have time to be in the kitchen like that. So, you know, I got my kitchen appliances. I got a, you know, a air fryer. I got a wok, George Foreman grill, you know, those type of things. I got a crock pot. So, things like that. Simple and easy to put together guess what I'm eating okay so you got to have a plan you know this is a great way to stay organized and I know what you know groceries you like to buy already on hand so once you got a plan you can go to the store and be like look we we, we have plans where people say look print this out here go your grocery list to your nutritional plan uh, from Sunday to Saturday uh, six meals a day seven meals a day uh, six meals a day seven days a week with all the nutritional background, print out the grocery list and you're gone. That's a plan and it's customized. That's a plan. You, it takes the guesswork out of, oh God, what I'm going to eat for breakfast or lunch for dinner, what type of, it's no snacks. No, you've got to have a plan. Okay? And forget about the frozen meals because, to be honest with you, the sodium content in there is going to jack you up. You know, it's going to jack you up big time. So, you know, you got to get into meal planning. You got to get into meal prepping. And guess what? If you yourself can't do it, then you need to hire an individual personal chef or somebody who cook meals or whatever to make it fresh and deliver it to you or also, you know, make it fresh in your home if you're working from home, whatever, you know, and, and, and get it. Now, me personally, when I work with clients, I make everything fresh fresh ingredients, whole foods, okay? There's a lot of organizations and companies out there that's doing meal prep and, you know, a lot of things are full in sodium. It says it right there, like, it's one company that get a week's worth of food delivered to your house. When you turn over, you look at the ingredient list, one of the first thing is sodium. So if you're somebody who's recovering from a stroke, and you need, need, and you hire this company to prepare your meals, that's counterproductive and you're wasting your money. I'm just going to be keeping 100 with you. But if you don't have nobody to tell you that, then you can, you're can you putting yourself in a more, in a situation to have another stroke because the sodium content, whether it's, you know, they're, they're sending certain things with, you know, white sauces or, or brown sauces, you know, or gravies. <laughs> we in These condiment packets, man, you know, it's, it's like, ah, boy. 
It's, it's crazy because that's where those are the hidden culprits, the condiment packets, everything that is mentioned. Cream, anything creamy, brown, white, whatever it is. Like, you got to <laughs> fall back from that. Definitely fall back from that. So you got to make sure that you have a plan. I'm trying to tell you. There's so many different things, man. One thing I like to say to, to my diabetic clients and people who suffer from diabetes, you're going to have to understand how to read a glycemic index. Now, if you don't know what that is, the glycemic index reacts on how quickly blood sugar rises and after eating a carbohydrate food. Google the glycemic index. So if you're a diabetic or somebody trying to lose weight, you want to make sure that you're eating the foods, you know, that's low in, 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 in blood sugar, you know, uh, count. So you can say, hey, yeah, this, if I eat a banana, you know that's going to be high in, 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 on the glycemic index. Bananas are good, high potassium, good with blood pressure and all that stuff like that, right? Certain foods, like uh, fruits and vegetables, you already know, that's natural sugar. Okay, that's fine. But when you're doing things like breads and pastas and all that stuff, you already know that these things are going to be high on the glycemic index. So you want to make sure that you're paying attention to what you're consuming. It's an important part, okay, that you want to make sure that you're, you know, you're not having having a surge in your blood sugar. And then follow a quick drop. Because what that means when your blood sugars splurge up, and probably 30 minutes an hour after that, it's going to have a, a quick drop. You're going to have an episode. Now you're going possibly going in a hypoglycemic um, um, situation. So you can pass out. So you just want to make sure that, you know, you try to keep a lot of those foods off limits, though. Make sure that you're doing it right and you're having the balanced nutrients, you know, that that's going to really prevent the spikes in your blood sugars. Okay. All right, we're going to get into the last one. You know, I didn't want to get into it was so many different ones that I could have written down, but I didn't want to do a lot of the super obvious stuff. I want to talk about stuff that you probably would not be thinking about. And this last one, I like to tell this, you know, to all my clients. Eat breakfast like a king or a queen. Lunch like a prince or a princess, depending on you, man and woman. And then eat dinner like a peasant <laughs> I love to say that man I love to say that and give you an idea you know of, of what's going on because you know you get up in the morning it's the most active part of your day depending on who it is depending on what you're doing you're getting in traffic you're getting work you're getting kids to school whatever whatever so you need a good breakfast to get your start on so you might get a nice meaningful breakfast but once again like I said you know Analyze what type of career you have to see how many calories you should be getting. If you're sitting down, then, you know, you can still eat breakfast like, you know, royalty, a king or a queen, but just watch the calories. You know? So you want to make sure that you're taking more of your calories on in the early of the day. And early in the day. So you can have some stuff to push through your day. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's, it's, it doesn't make sense to be given small breakfast and then having a large dinner. <laughs> oh boy, that's you, go, you know, it doesn't make sense. So you want to make sure that you have a larger breakfast and then a smaller dinner. Because guess what? When you're eating dinner, you're tapering down. You're not burning calories. 
you're watching TV, maybe laying down, you know, you should, you know, you shouldn't be having large meals because you're not going to burn it off. And then on top of that, three hours before bedtime, you shouldn't be eating anyway. So if you're still consuming some stuff after your bedtime, <laughs> this is why you can't eat breakfast and you're skipping breakfast because you're having a problem. So anyway, man, those are my quick few tips of how to maintain, you know, weight loss, tips that actually work. There's so many different more and I'll come back and give you some more, you know, as time goes on, you know what I'm saying? Because it's a big deal and I want you guys to really lose the weight. It's important to lose the weight. You know, if you're feeling obese, overweight, sluggish, you know, mental fog, dehydrated, you know, lose the weight. Now, I know for a fact that some people on certain meds that may cause the side effects may be causing weight gain. I get that as well. So if you have a challenge in losing weight, like most women have a inactive thyroid and they get put on the medicine, that's a weight gain steroid component. You may gain 30, 50 pounds. And that's going to cause fatigue. You know, the side effects of the medicine cause stiff joints, fatigue, weight gain. You say, oh, I know I'm getting, this is the biggest I've ever been. I know I need to work out, I need to weight to lose the weight. But guess what? You're too tired because the medicine ain't got you. Alright? So that's a whole nother topic right there as far as side effects of medicine. So anyway, I want you guys to do the best you can. If you have any questions, you can reach out to me at www.yourbestlifestyleswiththes.com. I am your host, Terrence Hudson. Uh, shoot me an email at info at yourbestlifestyles.com or call me at 1-800-894-8194. You know, that's the number. And let's get into it, man. You need me to help you out? You need some tips and strategies? That's what's up. You know, and uh, I got you covered. So, once again, I'm Terrence Hudson, I'm the host of the Your Best Lifestyles International Podcast. You know, we're everywhere streaming iHeartRadio, Spotify, TuneIn, Anchor, Amazon, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Deezer, <laughs> Pandora. You know, it just goes on and on. So, we're back. So, thank you. And I hope these tips uh, help you. You're able to benefit from them. And we thank you so much, and, you know, and I'll see you soon. Have a blessed one. Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Your Best Lifestyles International Podcast, sponsored today by Gummy Life Nutrition. Gummy Life Nutrition gummies are natural and delicious. Their Moss Boss Sea Moss gummies are made with the finest natural ingredients to promote weight loss, relieve inflammation, reduce signs of aging, and improve your overall health and well-being. That's right, you heard me correctly. You will love the Sea Moss distinctive taste of muskiness with a hint of citrus, or as daylight to call it mossy mouth. They also offer apple cider vinegar gummies, which has been known to assist in weight loss, diabetes symptoms, and much, much more. Additional flavors are in the works as we speak. You can find them online at gummylifenutrition.com 
on eBay and as well as Walmart.com. Don't forget to follow them on all social media platforms at Gummy Life Nutrition. That's Gummy Life Nutrition. Life is spelled with L-Y-F-E. Nutrition. Go there today.